Hello, it's Thursday the 24th of September 2020. It's Jim and it's the world of bonds. A very weak day for risk assets yesterday. Um, equity markets down sharply. Investment grade credit five wider to 132. Spread over governments for investment grade dollars. High yield 22 wider at 550 in the States. Uh, also emerging markets weak, both in the bonds and the currencies. So about seven wider in dollar-based emerging market sovereigns. The US dollar was much stronger though, especially against emerging markets and oil-related stuff, trade-related stuff, you know, Australia, etc. All of those countries, uh, currencies that have done so well over the past couple of months uh, have gone into sharp reverse and the dollar is, is king at the moment. Um, today we're going to be talking about Joe Biden. We're going to be talking about prospects of his victory um, in six weeks' time in the US presidential election, talking about what that means for both fiscal policy, trade, etc., uh, etc. Et so let's start with the probabilities first. Um, a clean sweep, that means winning the presidency and the House of Representatives and Senate all in one go effectively, uh, seems to be a fairly high probability at the moment. Uh, predict it that kind of amalgamates lots of different polls and betting markets etc has um, a, effectively a 55 percent chance of a blue wave so all those three things happening and it has a 15 percent higher probability of joe biden winning the presidency than donald trump in the pure opinion polls biden is about six percent ahead um, although that has come down you know relatively steadily since uh, June when he was much further ahead and we do have uh, the debates of course to come they start on September the 29th and there'll be three uh, public debates which could well change that relatively narrow lead some more but on the face of it it looks like Joe Biden will win the presidency and a good chance of a clean sweep remember to do that uh, the House of Representatives is already pretty much tied up for the Democrats but in the Senate, they're behind and they'd need a swing of three seats to, to take that. They have a slight advantage in that the Republicans are defending 23 seats, Democrats defending just 12. Um, so, you know, that three seat swing is very possible. They'd need a 60 seat, um, you know, 60 out of the 100 in the Senate in order to beat the filibuster. Um, that's the, the really powerful uh, number of seats in the Senate, and it looks unlikely they'll get that. But nevertheless, um, they'll have enough to, to take control of the legislative process. The thing that we're all worried about, I guess, is that um, we may not know the election result on the night after the election. And in fact, it's pretty unlikely that we will. People are talking about voting by mail or VBM, as you'll hear it referred to. And slow to know. Slow to know means a load of states and areas of the United States that uh, will have a large number of mail-in votes or count very slowly. Um, and we, you know, what was once election week could well turn into election month. And we'll think back to the year 2000 with the Gore-Bush election. Remember the hanging chads in Florida. Um, you know, it was at least three weeks past election night before we thought we knew who had won. And it wasn't till December the 12th, I think, that the Supreme Court ruled uh, that George Bush was the winner of that election. So there's a lot of risk around that period. Um, the you know, market has priced in volatility for the week of the election, but that volatility may well persist for some time. And I guess the worst thing for... Um, everything effectively global politics um the rule of law etc will be if donald trump 
uh, refused to leave the White House. Um, you know, it, it may be that the early election results um, show that he has got a majority and it will be the voting by mail stuff in seats that are skewed Democrat that will uh, change the election results. So, you know, lots of room for him to argue that there has been mail fraud, etc., which is exactly his game plan at the moment. Uh, teeing us up for this idea of mail fraud um, in the US. So that's all going on. But on the face of it, um, a Joe Biden victory is still the the most likely. So let's have a quick think about what some of his policies are. Um, Both Trump and Biden, of course, will be spending a lot on fiscal policy. But in Joe Biden's case, uh, there's a little bit more and it's skewed, as you'd expect, to spending on things like education, healthcare, etc. So it's estimated that over the next decade, there'll be a gross fiscal expansion of around about seven trillion US dollars. Um, the biggest spending item is on education, two trillion, and then around about one and a half trillion dollars on healthcare and infrastructure spending. And as part of infrastructure spending, lots on climate change uh, control within there. The flip side of the coin is taxes and savings, uh, government spending. There's about three trillion of that. So you can see that overall there's uh, seven trillion of extra expansion and just three trillion of clawing it back most of that clawing back will come through corporate taxes corporate tax rate will go up uh, to 28 percent by seven percentage points still relatively low to be honest but morgan stanley say that the eps hit from that on the s p will cause it to fall around about six percent um, if biden were to be elected so it's you know obviously a very expansionary policy. There are some other things in there like increasing the national minimum wage from seven dollars twenty-five cents to fifteen dollars by twenty twenty-five. So put those two things together, and um, some people, including Goldman Sachs, are saying that this uh, is is an inflationary uh, outcome. At least you know not terribly inflationary, but enough to bring forward the Fed's liftoff. Um, from its kind of forward guidance by two years. So if you're Goldman Sachs, you're thinking it would be a 2025 Fed hike. Now, if Biden wins, I think that comes down to 2023. And expect US Treasuries to to sell off as a result of that and as a result of the the extra fiscal spending, if you believe that that is uh, something that drives US Treasury bond yields. So Goldman's are talking about a 40 basis point um, rise in US 10-year bond yields in the month after a Biden uh, sweep and the dollar to fall um, in that period. I would say that most people don't expect very much stimulus in 2020, and you will have seen that um, what with the, the Supreme Court debate and uh, the animus around that, it seems unlikely that Democrats and Republicans will, will agree anything that will have any impact in people's pocketbooks uh, in the next month or indeed by the end of the year. So th- that's really the fiscal policy. Also spending, we should talk a bit, uh, a bit about healthcare on another occasion because that's been a, a big driver of um, that sector in the US, um, Obamacare and all the, all the, the things that came in the, the years following that. But let's talk today more about trade and the different policies that people have in the kind of global markets. So um, China, Trump has said that Joe Biden's policy is effectively stamped made in China. Um, and, and there is a little bit of uh, truth in that, to be honest. Uh, It was the Democrats and Joe Biden that have been very internationalist over the past couple of decades, really since China joined the World Trade Organization. 
Uh, Biden supported NAFTA. He supported the TPP, the, the Trans-Pacific Trade Deal that Donald Trump pulled out of. Um, and so I think it is fair to say that Joe Biden, if you believe it's a taint, is tainted by his historical response while he was uh, vice president under Obama and as a senator over the years, somewhat tainted by his closeness or perceived closeness to the globalists and the China free trade uh, lobby, etc. So Trump will go hard on that. And I think that that means that Biden will move his stance. And when we see the debates, uh, I imagine he'll be quite hard on China. There'll be no move to uh, remove tariffs or to roll back. And if anything, you know, global international opinion around um, China's uh, treatment of minorities, um, the Uyghurs in uh, Xinjiang, for instance, um, we've got the Winter Olympics coming up. There's a move to boycott those games internationally to some extent in, um, in, in global politics. And I think that Biden will probably move to be a little bit more belligerent on, on China, It'd be less tweety but no uh, big rollbacks on some of the trade restrictions we've had. Certainly with China and, and Asia, maybe a bit more conciliatory towards Mexico and, um, and, and Canada. Um, Biden has said that he will tax companies that move jobs overseas, by the way. The other area which you consider with Biden is uh, around Brexit. And he said there won't be a trade deal with the UK um, if there's any threat to peace in Ireland. And so, you know, that's important to note as well. So betting markets, um, people say that's where the smart money goes. They're slightly more optimistic towards a Donald Trump victory than the polls are. But even then, um, it, it, it's a lot closer and uh, it's pretty much 50-50 on the betting markets. So still not a done deal for the Democrats, but uh, looking likely and looking like an expansionary, potentially inflationary uh, policy mix from Joe Biden. Speak to you later in the week. Bye.